This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to On the Bench. I'm your host, Brendan Sinone. And no pressure, I have six eyes staring at me. This is really intimate and uncomfortable. I'm not staring at you. I'm looking at my phone. I have I'm trying four. to upload a YouTube video. Okay, yeah. I have two eyes. I only have Bud Elliott's <laughs> eyes staring at me right now. So we have a special guest, Bud Elliott. Bud, welcome. A special guest. Guest. <laughs> guest. It's been a long day, guys. We're, we're all drinking water. Uh, <laughs> what's for now? Uh, so Bud is up in Tallahassee. He was here for the, I don't know what we call it, like Bell Elite Camp. They the call it the Elite Camp. Just the Elite Camp? We call it the FSU Elite Camp. But is that allowed to be called? Sure. Okay. All right. First question, fellas. Was it an elite camp? No. Okay. I think we fleshed that out a little bit more Monday, Tuesday. Some positions, Bud. yes, but overall, no. Okay. Quick takeaway. Let's go around the horn here. Bud, you see all sorts of camps from a national perspective. I guess what was your initial takeaway from today's elite camp at Florida State? Yeah, I, I think I agree with Chris there. I mean, you saw some targets that are, I think, fairly realistic for them. You know, you saw a couple guys that I think are definitely elite players, like Jordan Hall, you know, out of Jacksonville. And some of the DVs are, are pretty nice guys. Um, but you know, overall, like, you didn't see a ton of superstars. But you did see some promising things, too. I, I watched quarterbacks a lot today. I, I thought Luke Kremenhock looked looked really good. Um, shooter wrote his name down. The kid who I thought was the second best, like, for my money, Luke was the best quarterback here today, uh, at least performance at the camp-wise. And then the uh, the kid from California was probably my number two. It was number 15. It was the kid Chris liked, too. Do we ever find out the name? Yeah, we, did. we, we actually found out last night that he was coming. It's uh, I'm, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. It's uh, Andrew uh, Marshart. All right. He's at uh, Santa Fe, uh, St. Paul, and Cali, but he was at Servite, which is a, kind of a powerhouse down there. All right, so I want to get into the quarterback performances and the quarterback interview that Bud had. Uh, but first, Chris, your general impressions of today, anything stand out to you? Well, I, I love the O-line group, but I didn't watch the O-line group, so I'm going to leave that to Zach because he dived in deep in that one. Uh, I watched a lot of the skill. Wasn't much in the running back room. Cam Davis is Cam Davis, looked the part every bit. And uh, wide receivers were good. Love Vandravius Jacobs. Thought he was very, very good, super competitive. Same with Camden Fryer. Goldie Lawrence did well. There were some others in that group that were here today that I liked. Also liked the DB group. Um, Sharif Denson was one that I really liked among that group. Uh, DJ Pickett, who's a young in 2025 kid, is super talented, very, very athletic, very long, does a lot of things really well. He's a national kid already for a reason. And then uh, Quindarius, I believe it's Jones, who's from Mississippi, was another kid I really liked. Very, very competitive. Thought he did a good job. I think he's a kid who may get an offer off of today. All right, Zachary, you were focusing on the trenches, which is a little bit of a, a flip. Usually Chris is watching the trenches, but you're taking the reins there. So trench trench notes, please. Yeah, I decided to take Chris's role at this camp. Um, but, yeah, the offensive line group was probably the most impressive group uh, out of all um, that, that I saw today. I really liked uh, top 247 offensive lineman DJ Chester. 
um, really impressive. He just dominated the one-on-one -on -one session. Um, there were some pretty good D linemen there too. I'll get, get into that in a second. Um, but probably my second best offensive lineman, Roderick Kearney, huge Florida State uh, four-star offensive lineman target out of Jacksonville. Um, he looked really good. And there are a few others. Uh, Jatavia Shiver stood out uh, really tall. Caden Jones is a, is a six foot seven offensive lineman out of Louisiana, um, who I think FSU increased their interest in and, and you know, could pursue later on. Um, and then on the defensive line, um, really like Jordan Hall out of Jacksonville. Obviously, he's really highly rated, but really stood out today. Um, really competitive. He even came up to Kevin Little and I and, and basically said, man, I wish the pads were on or you know, th that dude would have been on his behind. Um, Do you use the word behind? No. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so a really impressive group. I think that was the, the most impressive uh, two position groups possibly at the camp. Um, I, I really like the guys that I mentioned. Lamont Green Jr. also stood out. He had a couple good speed rushes off the edge. Um, but I'll kick it to Brendan. Jordan Hall just was my first time. I think we saw him briefly last year at one point. So it's been yeah, he did one of the larger camps last year. He was three of five today. I was told. Yeah, was there was really really well. There was yeah. a noticeable like he looked impressive a year ago, but today I was like, oh, that's a great. He's man. a violent, violent man at the point of attack. He's got the Alabama like offensive lineman or defensive lineman face where they just look like they're thirty years old already too. Like he he just looks like a girl. Well, there's man. a fair chance at some point we might be battling Alabama in that recruitment. We huh? FSU, you know what I mean. <laughs> Homer. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Got me. <laughs> Coming out of the woodworks. All right. So let's... Watts first knee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go to the quarterback performances. I think Bud and I spent a little bit more time over there. Chris did as well. I'm with you, Bud. I thought Luke Kermanhawk was – he throws a great ball. It's not always super consistent, but, like, the way it flies out of his hand is impressive. So you had him as your quarterback one today? I thought it was easily. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw him in the uh, Orlando uh, UC report camp, uh, which is the, the Under Armour camp, and I, I was, uh, I was impressed, but I was intrigued, right? Like he showed some good things, and then uh, Jeff Blake, the former NFL quarterback, kind of tied him in knots at times to certain drills, and he was, you could see some mechanical flaws that were coming through, and 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 that was what, three months ago, I think, and you could tell he's definitely been working a lot. Uh, important to remember, he was a safety slash receiver for a lot of you know, last year. Now he's just now taking over the starter. He was messing around with, with Tony, uh, you know, Coach Tokars after uh, the camp. He threw the ball from the logo at midfield and hit the wall, yeah. which is like 65 yards in the air. I mean, like like pretty high up. And I was like, how far can you throw it? He's like, well, last time I did it was like two years ago. It was like 68. So, I mean, he he's a big kid. You can see why Florida State took the chance on him because, you know, given where they are as a program right now, it's not a kid you can afford to wait on. Um, so, uh, I was pretty impressed by him. He also, he cut out that, like resorting to sidearm stuff that he was doing when I saw him in Orlando somewhat, like there's still a little there, but he's stroking over the top a little better. I thought he was good. Uh, thought the Marshawn kid was, was good. I thought Parson was okay. So let's get in. The last thing I'll say about, about Kerman Hawk is that they love his competitiveness and Bud noted like that he was throwing the ball around at the end of the practice or at the end of the camp. He was legitimately the last guy to stop throwing the football. Like he was just. Kept throwing and kept throwing and, and kept soaking up as much as he could when, with the coaches. When he committed, I had somebody here tell me he's a throwback. And like personality, personality was. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's shown itself to be true. I think they got a really they got in at a really good value for him. If, if he's a stock, they got in a good place. So let's go with Chris Parson. Uh he was he's a longtime Florida State quarterback commit, about a year now. There's obviously been some 
developments with his recruitment. It's been documented on Knowles 24-7 on On the Bench, so I don't have to really fill you guys in. I don't feel like on that. Uh, but, Bud, let's talk about how Chris threw, and then you got to catch up with Chris Parson afterwards, and that story will be on Knowles 24-7. It's up on your Twitter currently, the video. Uh, what's the latest with Chris? Yeah, uh, so I, I thought he threw the ball uh, okay. He had some good throws, and then he had some you know some misses that were, I don't know, like, I mean, I, I was expecting him to be better than Luke, given that Luke, you know, was transitioning to QB and Parsons a full-time QB. Um, it wasn't bad, certainly. Just he didn't blow me away, um, you know, which you kind of would expect for a guy who, you know, congratulations to him, just got the Elite 11 invite. It, it looked like he was a little, like, mechanical, I guess. You know, it, it, like maybe just thinking too much and, and I don't know. I mean, that that you ever, like, watched a bunch of Instagram videos, about, like your golf swing and go out there and try to implement, like, all the different – you know, tips at one time. And it, uh, I, I think uh, obviously you watch his highlights. Like when, when he's playing well, he can stroke it and uh, I'm sure he'll be fine. Just, you know, maybe didn't blow me away today. I thought the deep ball stuff was good for him. And yeah. I thought it was just the consistency with some of the more intermediate and short things. He throws a good ball over yeah. the top. So Vandravius Jacobs had two vertical catches. Camden Fryer had one specific one. I remember. Do you remember who threw those? Balls? At least one. Definitely did. one was Parson. Parson. Maybe more. The, the, back. All, all day Dre had a phenomenal catch. There weren't a ton up. of guys there that can get it down the field in the instance of what those three caught. And I figured Parson was Parson one. Was Luke is one. probably another one. And I think Parson had two of – I think he had both of the ones to Dre, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure other one to, to Camden. Um, he does throw a really nice, like, like catchable long ball. The guys can run under it. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. For sure. So yeah, there's there's strengths and weaknesses to this game, which I think we already we know that. So uh, where does Florida State stand for him right now? We've talked about him getting offers recently. FSU also offering quarterbacks in the 2023 class. So Bud, I'll, I'll throw it to you because you, you talked to him about it. Yeah, yeah. You guys can check the video out on Nolan Twenty Four Seven YouTube page, and uh, eventually I, I think. Um, so was, we got to talk about offers. Elite Eleven offer, Mississippi State offer, obviously uh, Florida State offering other quarterbacks and uh he said look i'm a 17 year old kid and they're just you know kind of recognition of my talents and uh you know so you know, got to talk more about how FSU's offering other quarterbacks as well was that part of the plan he's like yeah they, they talked to me about it so he indicated they they did communicate uh with him about that and he said something effective like as long as they're good and i'm good you know then, then i'm good or if i'm good they're good and he's like are, are you good <laughs> and he's like yeah i'm good he's like all right he's here Right, so, I think he was yeah. here, and, and I, yeah. I think that's a significant development is that he did show up for this, carried himself just fine, did an interview afterwards. I think that speaks yeah. to some degree about it too. No one. Uh, there was one point. There was one point near the day where I forget. I'm trying to remember the context whether it was a good ball or, or a not great ball. But him and Norvell went and talked after. He put his arm around Norvell. It wasn't the opposite way around. But I thought the body language throughout the day was, was solid. Mike was coaching him up. Uh, like not that Tony wasn't coaching because obviously you know Tony was, but like Tony's got a. a deal with like not deal with the coach up 10 guys in, in the QB line but like after Parson went I mean almost every time in the early first two, two sessions uh Norvell was like coaching point coaching point like take pull him out of line talking to him like every mm -hmm. time so there, there was a lot of attention uh, I, FSU was much higher on Parson I think than most of the rest of the country like they they see something in him I think Mike Norvell that's been a consistent like yeah. say Kenny Dillingham left for Oregon uh, I think Mike Norvell is the one who really, really likes him in that group. Not to say that others don't, but I think that he he's Mike's guy. Yeah. Yeah. I guess fair. I think, I think that's kind of what I've gathered in the last couple of weeks. So 
yeah. Do we have anything else we want to talk about as we just kind of rapid review of it? Yeah, we'll do I mean, we'll do more I, fleshed out one. I mentioned later. running back Cam Davis was really the only dude there. There were a couple others that showed out. Number four, who was kind of tiny, but Preston something. We didn't get the name of it. Uh, who was who's the kid from Alabama? Uh, the, Khalifa. Yeah, he, he's a big dude who moves well. I'm, I would like to see like what he can do with pads on, um, but there's something there. I'm not sure if it's FSU. Cam Davis was the only cat that looks like a dude who should be playing running back at FSU. And he looks different yeah. than everyone else. Yeah. Linebacker, there were two total bodies, one of them, and eh, not chance. The other one was Desirio Riles, who's over in Jackson University Christian. He's put on like 35 pounds in the last year. He actually didn't look bad. He had one really nice pick in one-on-ones. I don't think he's a guy that would end up here. But I, it, I think there's something to there only being two linebackers here. That's just I, I feel like you got to have more bodies in that. Especially as a class where you probably have to take multiple. Yeah. Even if it's not 23 kids, building relationships with future classes at that position, I think is important. Who was the uh, the Reigns kid? Um, KJ Kirkland. He wasn't bad. Yeah, but he's more safety yeah. DB. Yeah. No, I like the DB group. I liked Quindarius. Is, six, is 16 Kirkland? Was that who number 16 yeah. was? Long yeah. safety? Yeah. yeah. All right. Shout out to Kevin Little. Uh, new to Knowles 24-7. Came to his first recruiting event ever today. It was a big deal for him. Not into recruiting a lot. And that was his guy. That's who he likes. So shout out to Kevin. No, I like KJ a lot. I think he's a safety. Shocking. Of course, Chris likes him. Wow. Yeah. Surprise. Wow. But uh, no, KJ is a the offensive kid. Guards I talked to him afterwards. It's still FSU Florida and Georgia are the main ones there. And mm-hmm. he's – Probably going to wait. At one point, he was going to try to have a summer decision. Now it sounds like he's going to wait. If he starts scheduling an official to any of those three, then it may speed back up and be a summer deal. Who is number seven at cornerback? He dreads. Oh, this isn't a good podcasting. Sharif Denson? That's it. Yeah. Okay. He yeah, was a trail really kid. He was good, super competitive. The thing I liked about Sharif is he, he went against Camden Fryer, who was excellent on today. Vandravius Jacobs, who was very good on today. He competed with the best of the best, and he loved doing it. He went after it. He got a lot of one-on-one with Woodson staff. They were definitely intrigued by him. Uh, DJ Pickett, who I mentioned earlier, was an IDB who definitely had that feel. And Quindarius was another one who had thrown that boat. I remember Sharif uh, was a kid we knew as a freshman yeah. in high school. And then he tore his ACL. So he's only like a year and a half off ACL. That sounds right. And the main school there is Florida. Both parents went to Florida. They're the one school locked in for an official for sure. He likes FSU. He does keep showing up here, which says a little something. He was here. In March with South Florida Express, he came separate of them, but he was with that group for a visit. Um, so he does keep showing up here. So there's something there. And he does talk a lot. He talks to JP, John Papucha, the area recruiter. He talks to Coach Woodson. Coach Norvell and him also keep up with each other regularly. So that, that's a recruitment that I think is worth keeping an eye on. But like him versus Kirkland, I think Kirkland is one where FSU is better positioned right now. Anything else, Zachary? Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think Kirkland might be the most realistic FSU DB target at this moment. Um, at least that's a blue chip guy. Mm-hmm. Um, just the, the recruiting rundown on the, all the offensive linemen real quick. Uh, DJ Chester, he's really high on Florida State. Um, he's known Alex Atkins for a while because current FSU offensive lineman Bryson Estes went to his high school Eagles Landing in, in Georgia. Um, so there's a relationship there that's been been built for a while. Um, and after he received an offer from FSU around the spring game, um, things have only tuned up since then. So FSU sits good there. And then I would say um, I think FSU sits in the best spot right now for Roger Kearney, uh, the four-star offensive lineman that I mentioned out of Jacksonville. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's really high on FSU. He's probably not going to make a decision anytime soon. I think, I think he mentioned to me in my interview that he's planning to decide now in December – um, 
I asked him specifically about whether the record on the field will matter for the teams he's interested in. And he, he flat out said he doesn't really think so. Um, so I guess, you know, if Florida State were to have not a great season or not what they're expecting, um, I don't think it would severely hurt their chances with Rod, with Rod Kearney, which is a good sign. I talked to Jatavia Shivers, an alignment that was here. He's taking a visit to Vanderbilt later this summer. FSU's definitely in the thick there. He's a kid that's been here a couple times. He likes it. He's in no rush with making a decision. Um, I feel like that's about everybody. I talked to Randy Pittman. Talked to him about the UCF official he's going to take. He He's still, you know, he says he's still 100% to FSU. So I don't think there's reason to be concerned there. There's a little, like, um, remember Nasir Upshur? Yeah. Like, but I think he's, he's probably more athletic. Yeah, right? and, and he's, he's thicker. Like he's, yeah, but he's not – He's not uh, – he's more cut, too, Yeah, I think, than up. He's an H-back all the way. Yeah. Um, but he's a capable H-back. He actually was a little agitated today that they kept making him line up in the slot. He wanted to <laughs> – he was trying to fight for getting outside and doing something there. Outside. He caught it well, though. Uh, of all the guys who are that kind of body type, wide receiver, tight end, H-back types, like flex, he was the best at that. He put out a video of him and his hands like seemed very natural yeah. the way he catches the ball. He gets downfield pretty well for a kid who's thick and big and – I think the thing with him is that he's gritty enough to handle the duties of what that position demands when the ball isn't coming your way. What's uh, Did you guys talk to Jones? Caden Jones? Yeah. Talked, I did, didn't yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he said he got an offer from Florida State. I don't know if that – like he said that that happened a few weeks ago. Um, I don't think we have that reported on his profile, do we? I don't know on hand. I'm not sure. You, I can check. Come on, Chris. I will check right now. Yeah, well, 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 Chris checks on it. Like, one thing I, I liked about him was when they were going through stretch line, you know, they do like the reverse lunge stretch and stuff. And a lot of times, these big guys, they take like a gather step and their feet come back together and then they go back. He was actually going like reverse lunge to reverse lunge. And he stumbled a little bit, but like at least he was, that's not easy to do with six, seven. You know, like try that at home. You'll, I don't know, maybe you work out more than I do. Uh, you can probably do it, but do I look like I work out one of Take a look around here, <laughs> Know your audience. Um, like it's hard. I, I don't think I can do it. So he got offered four days after he came for the junior day in March, March twenty third. So yes, it was on his profile. <laughs> Sorry, you, were the, you were probably the one that put it. I was. I was. On fact. that note, that was a Christie version <clears throat> of telling Zach Lawson to suck it, and I think that's how we end this episode of On the Bench. Thanks for listening, but thanks for making your way up here, fellas. Thanks for having the patience to do this podcast after a long day. We'll be up and at it tomorrow at Mega Camp. So, yeah. Why is your voice getting quiet? Sticking the landing. this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better because my all-new santa fe is available with h-track all-wheel drive so i can hit the trail without a worry in the world 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.